the future is always the unknown. Whether it's uh, our personal concern, how this next couple of weeks, the last two weeks of the winter retreat is going to be, the period of group practice, whether it's concern about the welfare of uh, people around the world, the coronavirus uh, spreading rapidly, destructively. Concern for our own families, our own interests, responsibilities. The future is unknown. So the thinking mind reacts to that. It fills the, the future as an idea, fills it with plans, worries, imagination. When the unknown is met with an attitude of self-view, then the experience in the heart is that of fear or threat. We try to fill up the unknown with a belief, a plan, a list of things to do, worries, undefined feelings of dread. Fill it up with something just to make that unknown to be some kind of unknown. To follow the Buddha's path, to train the heart to transcend dukkha, to be genuinely in tune with its own reality, the reality of Dhamma, nature, then there's a different way of relating to that unknown. It's still mysterious, still no knowledge of what's going to happen, how it's going to be, how our mind is going to be, our body, the people around us, the world. It's still unknown. But when that unknown is acknowledged, received, free of self-view, and there's a different quality to it. It's recognized that things have always been unknown, uncertain. And the fact that we have had plans or intentions, things that we've followed through or things we've had a, a sense of control over, that control was always partial, incomplete. A feeling of me being in charge, being in command of my life. I decide what I do, where I go. That feeling of being in control could only ever have been relative, partial, dependent. So things have always been uncertain. No thing has ever really been under our control. Individual choices can have some kind of an effect. It's predictable in some ways, but the Buddha's teaching points to the fact that there's no personal control over the way nature is. The ego is not in command. Self-view 
is not in command, it's not the controller, not the owner. It's always been the case. So at times like this, where there's an epidemic spreading around the world, then we might feel that we're losing control, or things are out of control. Something terrible has gone wrong, it's all different. But if we reflect on the Buddha's teaching, reflect on our life, it's always been this way. There's always been uncertainty. In the five subjects of frequent recollection, the Buddha's encouraging us to bring attention to this very thing every day. I am of the nature to age. I am of the nature to sicken. I am of the nature to die. All that is mine, beloved and pleasing, will become otherwise, will become separated from me. I'm the owner of my karma, heir to my karma, born of my karma, related to my karma, abide, supported by my karma. Whatever karma I shall do, for good or for ill, of that I will be the heir. So all along the Buddha has been encouraging us to look, to really appreciate this uh, fragile, dependent nature of the living system the natural world. Now the Buddha was not encouraging that to make us feel more anxious or because he was cruel. He was not trying to encourage a kind of negative or depressive attitude. That would be crazy. Of course he wasn't. What the Buddha is trying to do is to help the heart to awaken to the nature of things and to, to see things, to know the world of things. This body, this mind, the world around us, from an utterly realistic perspective. To see things in their true light. To see things in tune with Dhamma, with reality. So this encourages us to turn towards that uncertainty, to acknowledge it, appreciate it, cultivate it, to remind ourselves of that moment by moment. And if waves of anxiety or fear or agitation arise, that's a sign that's coming from self-view, coming from the habits of identification, attachment. So this isn't making us foolish or insensitive or uncaring, but what it does, when the heart truly appreciates this body is of the nature to age, to sicken, to die, then it is able to attune to each moment, the reality of each, each day, each hour, each moment, each minute. And out of that attunement, that bringing the heart into a harmonious and clear, integrated relationship to the sense world, what is seen, heard, smelled, tasted, touched, thought, then out of that attunement, then the heart can respond 
we take care of our own health, we take care of the health of others, we do what we can do, what we can't do, we leave alone. So at this time, both supporting the the quality of our our retreat, this last two weeks of the winter retreat, also supporting the human family, the the people all around the world, now in states of agitation, anxiety, illness, people dying, thousands of people around the world losing their lives to this illness. to turn towards that, to bring that quality of the anicca sanya, the perception of uncertainty, impermanence, to turn towards it, open the heart to it. In this way, it reveals where the mind has become dependent, the things it has assumed are permanent, are certain or our, our rights, or our, our feeling of how things should be. Consciously reflecting on anicca, developing the anicca sanya, it reveals those presumptions the mind makes about what we can depend on in the material world, or how things should be, the way governments should be, the way people should be, the way the economy should be. It reveals those presumptions, those attitudes, and dissolves them. Why should that be true? Why was I thinking that? How could that be something that is really under control? And in that appreciation, developing the anicca sanya, then that open heart that receptivity towards the quality of change, uncertainty, then there's a peacefulness, there's a clarity. It's like coming out of a dream, of course. How could it be that way? What was I thinking of? Why did I, why did I assume that was something to be relied on, or to be permanent, or to be according to my preferences? Oh, how could that be? So it might be challenging to the ego, challenging to our preferences, but it's liberating to the heart. There's a peacefulness, an ease in the heart. Like coming out of a dream, waking up, oh, it was just a dream. The presence of reality is the great refreshment, the great peace. And from that basis of peacefulness, that basis of attunement to reality, <clears throat> then we can we can act with greater skill. If something needs to be done, then we do it. If nothing can be done, we leave it alone. That quality of integration, attunement, gives rise to skillful behavior. The awake mind, the Buddha mind, attuning to the way things are, to the Dhamma, gives rise to the Sangha. 
wholesome conduct. That's how it works. So as our, our period of uh, group practice for this last two weeks of uh, the retreat period gets underway, particularly in relationship to the uh, the epidemic of the COVID-19 coronavirus and uh, all the precautions that we have uh, uh, been putting into place, but also in terms of your own judgments, your own opinions, your own fears, plans, to keep bringing that quality of reflection, investigation, developing the anicca sanya around your own opinions. Somebody expresses some uh, idea or some news about a wonderful cure or a special treatment or we should do it this way, we shouldn't do it that way. This is the wrong way. We should do it that way. I read this article, it said, and so on and so forth. Reflect upon the anicca, the uncertainty of your own opinions. Feelings of rightness and wrongness should be this way, shouldn't be that way. To recognize this is an opinion. It arises, takes its shape, passes away. This is a feeling. A perspective. It arises, takes shape, passes away. Once again, it doesn't mean that we suppress all thought or we don't use our minds to reflect, to to consider. But it's learning to see opinions, reactions, emotions in their true light. Seeing them in perspective. Reactions of liking and disliking, approving, disapproving, hope and fear. If that light of, of wisdom, developing the anicca sanya is brought to those, then we find the heart no longer imprisoned or burdened by opinions and emotions and fears and hopes. It's not burdened by them, not stressed by them not limited by them. So this is a simple tool to use, developing the perception of anicca, learning to see things as uncertain. Just a question, is that so? Is that a sure thing? Is that the whole story? Steadily, consistently, developing that way of seeing, of inquiring, reflecting. Look at the results that come from that. See how the heart is freed, unburdened. See that for yourself. Know that directly. Don't have to take anyone's word for it. It can be known, seen, felt, immediately, directly, in your own mind, in your own heart. So I strongly encourage this as a focus for our practice during this time and to see the results that come from that, to see how more effectively we can live, we can practice, we can work. 